the biblical call to give an answer for those who inquire about the faith. We are always prepared to give a reason for the hope that is within us. This is your life. This is who you are. This changes the way you understand yourself as a human being and every other human being. It changes what you mean by justification and adoption and sanctification and glorification. And it changes what you mean by why we do what we do in gospel ministry and in righteous living. Everything is changed when we understand the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Jablani Mayberg. And I'm Isaac Pinto. We are associate pastors at Central Baptist Church. And welcome to our Theology Alive podcast, where we look to engage theology in the church carried out in the culture using a Christian worldview. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Theology Alive podcast. Hey, you're starting like that already. (laughs) Already starting on a bad note. Welcome everyone, it's great to be here with you again. It, it is good to be back. Uh, we've gone through yet another week of lockdown, bro. No yeah. physical contact with people. Mm. Um, a stream of people actually testing positive of the yeah. virus. Yeah. Uh, so just a lot of people staying at home yeah. um, during the season, man. Yeah, I know it is. and It's definitely uh, closer to home this, uh, this time. We have a number of folk in our church that have... Uh, tested positive and uh, just know that we are praying for for you guys uh, praying for this uh, difficult season uh, so yeah uh, we still in in god's hands he's still in control but we definitely see a lot of need on, in this time yeah man i mean it's it's a real pleasure for me to know that um in the midst of you know just all that's happening around us the God that we talk about on the show um, sits on the throne and uh, he's in absolute control. Um, All these things are under his hand. um, And I mean, God is going to work things out, man. So really, uh, we're not believing in him blindly. He's given us more than enough in his word for us to have full assurance um, that in his hands, we're good. Yeah. Amen. So we, we are excited to kind of uh, be back with our 2017 statement of faith. Um, in the last two episodes, we had like a, a two episodes on tap on the street yeah. uh, where we spoke about uh, abortion and adoption. And we had uh, one of our elders, Quentin, uh, also joining us. So if you haven't listened, go check it out. It was a, a good episode. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, quite interesting. It was an interesting um, uh episode especially the uh hearing what's going on in the minds of of people you know so it is if you haven't checked it out go ahead and since then praise the lord um the elder that we mentioned who was thinking or going through the process has yeah. finalized it it's finalized i don't know if can we give them a shout out uh, i mean I, he's I, put I, it I out know. there it's, it's facebook official it's facebook official uh, so i guess we can i mean with papuda i don't know yeah. uh, i don't know man <laughs> Well, I'm going to take the risk, okay? So, con- congratulations, Tim and Ann. 
it's, it's poppy sorry not pepura they, look they're both the same thing man pepura and poppy <laughs> uh, yeah by the way signed a petition against oh it's 30 of it was yeah it was until the 30 of of june of june yeah which one is it the pepura or pepura? Pepura? <laughs> we're signing against pepura uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Right. so anyways but coming back a lot of people just miss all that just happened in our conversation <laughs> like it just went way over their heads i'm sorry anyways coming back <laughs> uh congratulations to uh, team nn uh yeah. on, on the adoption Woo-hoo! it is so exciting uh, uh for them and so we we excited for them in, in yeah. this journey uh, uh, praise the lord for that yeah. it's really cool that we can sit here and talk about the joys of adoption uh, joys of adoption in christ and the joys of um, going through the process of adoption as believers mm-hmm. who are looking to follow God and, um, you know, bringing a young one into a stable family and raising them up in the ways of the Lord and being able to model that within our own eldership mm-hmm. uh, is really great. I mean, our own, our own senior pastor as well yep. has has adopted uh, children as well. So yep. um, it's really good to know that we, we have people who can testify living about the joys yeah. um, of, of adoption. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're not. Uh, today we find ourselves on number two, uh, statement number two on our statement of faith. Um, this is the 2017 yes. statement of faith. Um, and this is what it says. It says, we believe in one God who externally, that's not it. Eternally. We believe in one God. I don't know what's going on <laughs> with you, Jav. I think we need to pray for Jav because... <laughs> You've been butchering words today, bro. I mean, that's generally my job. It is. I've been spending way too much time with you. That's the real problem. Let's start again. It's like my English starter bundles are depleting. So we need to finish this show as quick as possible. All right, let's try that again. We believe in one God who eternally exists in three co-equal persons. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That though each divine person is fully and equally God, they, d- they differ in relationship towards each other and their work in the world. That this triune God is perfect and infinite in his being and attributes and all holy, all loving, all wise God. And we want to pause it there for today. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about the, the Trinity today. And in short. <laughs> in short. Yeah. All of that. All of that. <laughs> to say we believe in the holy trinity uh, yes yes that's that's right and i think it's you know it's a quite a uh, important uh, mm. doctrine sure um william uh, gt shed uh, says the doctrine of the trinity is the most immense doctrine of all religion sure. it is the foundation of theology sure christianity and the last analysis analysis is trinitarianism mm. take out of the new testament the person of the father the son and the holy spirit and there is no God left. Take wow. out the Christian consciousness, the thoughts and affections that relate to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And there is no Christian consciousness left. Hmm. The Trinity is a constitute of idea of the ev- evangelical theology, an informative idea of the evangelical experience. Sure. So it's it's a big deal you <laughs> know, what we are we are talking uh, about. Uh, today i mean for for years sorry bro for for years when you talk about the trinity Mm. no one who wants Mm. to teach about the trinity (laughs) from if it's a sunday school lesson Mm. 
or and by teach about the Trinity, I mean everyone is comfortable to teach about the Father. <laughs> Everyone's comfortable <laughs> to teach about the Son yeah. and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, and and in teaching about these three distinct persons, we we talk about them being one mm. God. Mm. But touching the topic <laughs> of just the Trinity yeah. and, and expanding on that, mm. a lot a lot of people are afraid to do that, and that's because we're trying to explain the infinite yep using the finite yeah yeah exactly and uh, i think i i started reading a book in preparation for the podcast on <laughs> <laughs> the trinity because like, like hey this is serious stuff yeah, you know yeah, yeah. um and and one thing and it's the book uh, of the forgotten trinity by dr james white and he mentioned something that for me was uh, quite interesting how um all the analogies and all the uh, things fall short yeah. because, and, and the, he uses the illustration, we can, when we compare, for example, food or, um, you know, you eat uh, a frog. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, you could have went down. anyway. <laughs> Wait, uh, let me get to the point here. <laughs> What I'm saying, so you fry the frog and then they, you, it, oh no, it tastes like chicken. Oh, okay. that's and what so, <laughs> And the point is that you have to relate to something that is familiar. So yeah, it's not yeah. quite like chicken, sure. but it's, uh, it's close enough. Mm. But the thing is, with the Trinity, God is so unique that there's nothing to compare to. And, and the Bible itself um, tells us, this in in Isaiah chapter uh, forty uh, in in verse twenty five. To whom will you compare me, sure. or who is my equal? Sure. Says the Holy One. Yeah. So it's any any kind of analogy, you know, it falls short in in saying w- how exactly God is. And and the other thing that uh, the, in the book points out is that. It's, that's why it's often theologians throughout church history have pointed out things like it's not like this, sure. Rather than it's like this, sure. Because it's yeah, yeah, yeah. here are the heresies. Yeah, this yeah. is it's not like this. It's not like that. It's not like that. Sure. Rather than doing an affirmative statement, because God is and the Trinity is so unique. Um, that nothing that we compare to will make it justice. So, so, so to add more meat to that, so what do you mean by we can't compare it to things? You might have heard in Sunday school that the Trinity is like an egg. Mm. <laughs> you have the shell, you have the yolk, and you have the egg white. Mm. That's not <laughs> who God is. You've probably yeah. also heard that God is like water. Mm. There's ice, Father, liquid, the mm. Son, gas, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. No. God is like nothing we've ever seen before and therefore it is hard for us to compare him to any of these things. In fact, um, because a lot of people have tried throughout the years to compare God to something, they Mm. find themselves going into some form of heresy. Mm. Um, Mm. For example, we have modalism. And modalism taught that um, the three persons of the Trinity as different modes of the Godhead. Um, Adherents believed that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are not distinct personalities, but different modes of God's self-revelation. A typical modalist approach is to regard God as the Father in creation 
the Son in redemption, and the Spirit in sanctification. In other words, God exists as Father, Son, and Spirit in different um, eras, but never as triune. And, and that's the issue when, mm. we, when we talk about um, God as water, uh, liquid, um, uh, ice, or gas. That's Water cannot be all three at the same time. It has to be either liquid, either mm. solid, or either gas. Mm. And, and that leads to modalism, which we've, sure. we've, we've seen in, yeah. in, in the past. What other heresies are, are there throughout the, the years that have been tried to explain God? Um, there's okay, so I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation. So <laughs> this I'm allowed I mean, to. It's not you've been <laughs> doing it. You might as well just carry I mean, on. I, sh- right? I, sh- I should get a pass <laughs> for these ones. All right. So this one is tritheism. Tritheism. Um, so this confesses the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are three independent divine beings, three separate gods who share the same substance. This is a common mistake because of misunderstanding of the use of the term persons in defining the Trinity. We also have Arianism, taught that the pre-existent Christ was the first and the greatest of God's creatures, but denied his fully divine status. Mm -hmm. The Arian controversy was of major importance in the development of Christology during the 4th century and was addressed definitely in the Nicene Creed. Mm. Um, Just to pause quickly, yeah. I think Jehovah's Witness are a type yes. of Aryan, yes, uh, yes, 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 you know, yes. they hold a type of Aryan uh, view of, of, of Christ. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the John 1 passage, mm. um, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with Christ, and they say, Oh, in the beginning, hey God. no, 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 no! I just butchered that verse. <laughs> in the beginning uh, was we, the <laughs> we might need to re-record this episode. I don't know. <laughs> Look, people, people, I'm so sorry. <laughs> what I meant to say was, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What the Jehovah's Witness have translated that to mean was the Word was a hey God, God. Mm. removing the definite article, then indefinite article, mm. saying that Christ was one of many, mm. and which is the big problem that we have because um, in the Greek we don't have indef- indefinite articles and it's whole logos it is the mm. definite article for the God mm. um, that's why Arianism cannot be held to but there's also mm. Docetism uh, which taught that Jesus Christ as a purely divine being who only had the appearance of being human uh, regarding his suffering some versions taught that Jesus's divinity abandoned or left him upon the cross while others claimed that he only appeared to suffer much like he only appeared to be human mm. interesting that um the muslims they believe that that jesus didn't really die on the cross yes. he just appeared to to look like he did and then we have abianitism it might be pronounced Ebionitism. Uh, it, you can you'll you'll get a pass for this one. <laughs> it, it sounds difficult. Yeah. Um, it taught that while Jesus was endowed with particular charismatic gifts, mm. which distinguished him from other humans, but nonetheless regarded him as a purely human figure. And then we have Macedonianism that taught that the Holy Spirit is a created being. Adoptionism taught that Jesus was born totally human and only later was adopted, um, either at his baptism or at his resurrection, by God in special 
i.e. divine way. Mm. And the last one is partialism taught that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit together are components of one God. This led them to believe that each of the persons of the Trinity is only one part, only becoming fully God when they come together. So um, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one third of the complete God and they only make a complete God when they come together. Mm. That is partialism. Uh, so we see that there's a lot of heresies throughout the years. And, and so it's important that we understand uh, what, what, how has God revealed himself um, to us? So just uh, uh, want to provide a small definition uh, again from, from James White. And it's actually quite similar to what we have in the statement mm. in terms of the Trinity. Within the one being that is God, there exists eternally three co-equal and co-eternal persons, mm. namely the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, we see there, um, similarly in the statement, uh, in one God who eternally exists in three equal, three co-equal persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sure. One God, um, three persons. Sure. So, so we we can conclude that God is one in essence, mm-hmm. um, or one in being, but He's three in His personhood. Um, and and uh, I I mean I leaned heavily on RC um, for for this topic because he does such a great job, and and he um, I remember in listening to um, I think it was one of his lessons he was talking about how God is pure. Um, and and because God is pure, His it's the idea of His pure being. Um, he is uh, what's the ultimate being. There's sure. uh, all all things come from God because He is ultimate being. He's mm-hmm. not changing. Mm-hmm. He's not growing. Mm-hmm. He's not developing. He's not becoming something else. Mm-hmm. He is being. Um, sure. Arsis Paul also goes on to say um, He is no potential. He is immutable, mm. he is unchanging, and he is complete. Amen. So seeing that God is one in his being, he has, uh, uh, we, we see in this one being three distinct persons yeah. stemming from this one being. Yeah. And again, w- even when you say it, it, it makes no logical sense in our minds because we understand one being equals one person when mm. we talk about human beings. Um, but again, to remind us, we are talking about God who is ultimate being, who mm. is different from anything we've ever seen. Yeah. And God in his perfect being, he is three distinct mm. persons. Yeah. So it's important uh, for, for us to um, even qualify. And it's important to uh, for those that are listening to us so that we are saying God is one being. There's only one God. Yep. There's not three gods. There's only one God. There are three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yep. The Father is not the Son. Yep. The Son is not the Holy Spirit. Yep. And the Holy Spirit is not the Father. <laughs> you struggled there. Like, Be very careful. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, but those three statements is one God, yep. three persons. The Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Holy Spirit. Yep. The Holy Spirit is not the Father. So to qualify that a bit further, Isaac, we, we cannot say that the Father died on the cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Um, and we, we, we cannot say that the Spirit sent the Son. Uh, sure. there, within yeah. the Trinity, there's clear uh, distinctions in, in roles mm. which does not diminish mm. the oneness in being. Sure. Um, so, sure. so God being Father sent the Son and the Son died on the cross, yes. was buried and rose again and is seated at the right hand of the Father mm. and He, the Son, sent the Spirit. Mm. Uh, they all play different roles and yeah. I think that's the, that's that's the, the, next the, the phrase, phrase there. Yeah. Uh, that though each divine person is fully and equally God, they differ in relationship towards each other. They work in the world. So, mm. so they, they are um, not three mini-gods or... Mm. or um, three different gods, but it's one God, three persons. Now, we use two words there. Um, we say God is one in essence or being. Um, then we also say that God is three persons. Um, what do we mean by essence? Um, I have a definition for us here. It says, uh, first we have the Greek word, which is ausia, which is translated into English as essence. The essence of something is that which makes it what it is the attributes that define a particular entity. There is a human essence made up of things such as mind, will, soul, and physical embodiment that make human beings human beings. Mm. So, for example, we, we, we wouldn't say that a human is the same thing as a dog mm. because a dog has its own essence. Sure. which makes a dog a dog. dog. Mm. And likewise, as humans, we have our own essence or our own being, mm. which makes us who yeah. we are, yeah. separate from dogs or cats or lions mm. or um, any of God's creation. Yeah. Uh, um, sorry, guys, I'm using a lot of James Watt, but it's, it's in my mind because of the reading of the book. But he, he puts it like, it's the what mm. of, of, of God, yep. if I can yep. put it like that. It's like, is the what, um, is the essence, yeah. yeah. So, so if if we say that um, we as humans we we have essence and, and animals have essence and we can clearly d- differentiate from these different mm. e- essences, if there's such a word, um, we have God who has an essence as well, um, the divine essence. Uh, the divine essence is unique, as Isaac has said, for God is the only divine being, mm. and thus God is. Sorry, God actually is his essence. Mm. Further, while we may distinguish his divine attributes, we may not separate them. In the essence of God, his mind is his will, is his power, and so on. Now, when we say that God is the divine essence, we are really saying that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all divine in equal measure. The church, as we know, has confessed throughout the years that the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are the, the, the Greek word there, homoousios, mm. which means they are of the same essence. Mm. I have a few verses for us here. Yeah. You see in John 14 verse 16, Christ, um, when speaking to the disciples, says, I will ask the Father and he mm. will give you another mm. helper mm. who will be with you forever. Mm. And the word another there is another of the same, same. kind. Mm. So mm. he's going to send another who is of the same essence as I am, who's going to come and minister to you. So the idea is he's, the person who's coming is God. Um, mm. In John chapter 10, verse 30, God says, 
I and the Jesus says, I and the Father are one. One in essence. We are one God. Our being is one. But again, there's a distinction there. I, Jesus, mm. and the Father, yeah. separate person, yeah. are one in our being. Yeah. It's not, you know, uh, often Muslims bring this uh, in Unitarian. So, like, no, how it's, it's just one God. And mm. uh, in John 17, it was Jesus was praying to himself. Or did it was God just being a ventriloquist in the <laughs> <laughs> in the baptism of Jesus when uh, you know <laughs> um so it's it's <laughs> um you know you see the three 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 persons there's one god but yep. there's three distinct persons yeah. and, and there is the danger that whoever says that the son was um essentiated by the father denies his self-existence. No, whoever says that the Son essentiates the Spirit denies the Spirit's self-existence. The, mm. the, 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 the Son does not make the Father God and the Father does not make the Son God. They're all mm. self-existent mm. and they all are God. Mm. So um, as much as we see that the Father begat the Son, it does not mean that the sun had a beginning. Mm-mm. The sun existed throughout eternity. Co-eternally. Yeah. Exactly. So there's the when we say that God has no beginning and no end, we mean that for all of the Trinity. Yeah. Yeah. Now moving on there, so so that's the essence. When we talk about I think um, what you said, James White says what makes God God or what is when we're talking about the being is kind of the what of God. Yes, the what of God, yes. Yeah. Now, the persons, um, uh, there's a word that R.C. uses, the, the, the subsistence. Um, uh, R.C. Sproul would say, um, in God, there is one, God is one in essence and three in subsistence, uh, which I'll explain a bit later. But we see in Matthew 28, 19, um, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three distinct persons. And yet... Name is in the singular. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Ooh. Not in the names. Oh, that's name right. Of. Basically, in the name of God, who is revealed in three distinct persons. Mm. Come on! Preach, <laughs> brother. Uh, we also have uh, Matthew chapter 3, uh, when Christ was being baptized. It says, when Jesus was baptized, immediately... He went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God. So remember, Jesus was being baptized. Here's the Spirit of God descending like a dove, coming to rest on him. And then behold, a voice from heaven, which is the Father, who says, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Again, we see the Trinity, three distinct persons acting together. Uh, we also see that since the Father sent the Son into the world, he cannot be the same person as the son. Mm. Um, yep. This someone stayed in heaven. <laughs> someone came on earth. Yeah. So two people um, were fulfilling two uh, dis- two different uh, mm. ministries because we also see that whilst um, Jesus was f- fulfilling his ministry here on the earth, he still prays to the Father and says that Father, your will be done mm. as I continue to minister here on the earth. 
Yep, that's right. So we, we see the distinctions of of the persons, you know, the same in essence, uh, but distinct persons. Now we 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 have. Um, Sorry, my laptop's about to die. But <laughs> again, RC Pro um, helps us to understand the term there um, for persons. Um, and he says the second key term is hypostasis, from where we get um, the hypostatic union. Mm. Um, and which we, which, so the word hypostasis is normally used to translate the word person. Um, this is what he says. He says is it, a, it is a bit harder to understand this term because it does not mean the same thing as our modern concept of personhood. A person in Trinitarian theology is defined by a personal property that distinguishes him from another person without dividing the divine essence or producing three gods. Mm. So while the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit share the same essence fully, there is a real eternal difference between Father, Son, and Spirit that pertains not to the divine attributes, but to the way the three exist in relation to one another. Mm, mm. I think one of the, uh, you know, in, this is obviously somehow a bit hard to, to grasp, but um, one of the things that uh, God, in, just to illustrate a little bit of, of this, um, God is one, in, in three persons, right? And the Bible says that God is love. And by the way, I'm not coming up with this. Theologians have mentioned this quite a quite a bit. Um, but God is love. In His essence, and, and part of he, he is love. And He can... He doesn't need an object outside of Him to love. Mm. In your of the other gods will need, you know, to create a person yep. in order to uh, demonstrate uh, objectively that love. And yep. yet, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit um, love each other eternally, sure. and and they don't need they 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 don't need another creature uh, in order to. Uh, demonstrate that love to us, sure. and that uh, that's what is amazing in terms of even our redemption is because it's not like God was lacking <laughs> loving yeah. someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they eternally are, um, you know, in pleasure uh, in in Himself. He's self-sufficient. Sure. He doesn't need anything else. Sure. Uh, all three persons relating to to one another in one essence. Um, eternally uh, eternally past eternally present eternally future and th that's the beauty now of uh, even when you think about the attributes of our god in that um, they are eternal um, because god is eternal so so truth existed eternally love existed eternally mm. and and the beautiful thing is when 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 we say that that god loves us God existed for all eternity. The the love that God has for us is a, mm. a love that is eternal, mm. everlasting. And, yeah. And for us, for, for for us to fully fully grasp that idea that that when we are adopted as sons, and and it says that God loves us, and you understand the doctrine of election, mm. it means that before the foundations of the mm. world, God loved 
us. Sure. Blows my mind. Yeah. And 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 because God's love's perfect, it's 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 oh man. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love. I remember back in college, they uh, were just they used to share about God didn't have to share His love with us. Mm. It's it's not that there was this love like in a champagne bottle about mm. to explode that mm. needs to be expressed yeah. some way. It yeah. was perfectly expressed within the Trinity. Yep. The Father yep. uh, uh, purely expressed love to the Son. The Son purely expressed love to the Spirit and the Father. Mm. Uh, the, the, the Spirit purely expressed love to the Son and the Father. Yeah. The Father purely expressed love, not just to the Son, but to the Son and the Spirit. There was yeah. perfect love flowing within the Trinity. Absolutely. And they invited us into that. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Because <laughs> they didn't need to. Not they didn't need to. They, they weren't pressing, uh, pressed to it. They had no obligation. Um, it was... It was grace, it, sure. you know. It was grace, and I think maybe just to to go into, um, just from there to to their, they differ in relationship to its towards each other and their work in the world, and, and even thinking about redemption. Yeah, we see the three persons having different roles yeah. in our salvation, right? So the the Bible tells us that um, that the Father. Uh, the Father gives those uh, that He chooses to the Son. Yeah. The Son dies for them, and the Holy Spirit regenerates them. Sure. And so there is um, again different roles, yet accomplishing one one purpose sure. in our our salvation. But three distinct uh, roles. Jesus is the one that died on the cross. The yeah. Holy Spirit is the one. Uh, convicting us of sin and regenerating the Father, um, elected us, gives us to the to the Son. And draw, sure. um, uh, no one can can come unless the Father uh, uh, draws them. Sure. And so uh, we see that distinction. I mean, even going a, a little step further back, we we know that the it was within the Trinity that the plan of salvation was was just thought up is <laughs> it's, it's hard to even say yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but 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 it was a plan that they brought about together yeah. and and with within the godhead there was full acceptance from the son to fulfill his ministry mm-hmm. full acceptance from the spirit to fulfill his ministry mm. where as you've said the the, the father sends the son and then the son lives perfect life, and then the father dies for sinners. Substitutional atonement. Jesus dies. Who would I say? Yes, I say the <laughs> father dies. You. See you, now. You, you, Wait, what you, was the first you, heresy you. there that we read? <laughs> um, I was, Jesus. Uh, Jesus. I, I, I meant Jesus. 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 <laughs> um, so, so, so Jesus. Jesus. Then, you know why? It's because in my mind, uh, my mind has already gone to. The f- it's the Father's wrath that's poured on Jesus. And that's, and right. that's why I mistakenly said Jesus. Mm. So Jesus dies on the cross, but it's not just Jesus dying. It's Jesus receiving the wrath of the Father, mm. which was uh, deservedly for sinful men. Yeah. And, and those who believe in Jesus, Jesus took our place 
on that cross receiving the full wrath of God mm. and mm. dies in our place. Yep. The Spirit then comes in and raises Jesus from the dead. Mm. And it is that same power that raised Jesus from the dead that lives and in works us. in us. Amen. To produce mm. what? Christ-likeness. Mm. To produce that selfless life that we saw in Jesus, mm. Mm. a life of obedience fully yep. to the Father. That is what we are called to do now. So, mm. so the Trinity is, is 100% involved yeah. in the salvation of mankind yep. and even in the fulfillment of the destiny of this world mm. where, where Christ is going to come back and, and sit as judge mm-hmm. and judge the living and the dead. Yeah. And, and all will be resurrected and some will be resurrected to life and some will be resurrected to eternal torment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and even as you're listening to this, uh, I assume that, I mean, it's probably a bad assumption, but I assume that most people who listen to our podcast are people who are familiar with us and are people mm. who are believers. Mm. But if you're not a believer by chance and you're listening to this podcast and, and you're hearing us talk about the Trinity, please, please, please place your faith in Jesus Christ. The beautiful thing we also see in the scriptures is those who have seen the Son have seen the Father. Mm. By placing your faith in Jesus Christ, mm. You are believing God. Yeah. And, and and by believing in God, then you have life and you have life eternally. Amen. So in believing in Jesus Christ, you're not just believing in Jesus Christ outside of the Father and the Spirit. You believe in Jesus Christ who reveals to you the Father and the Spirit and the triune God. Because in Christ is the revelation of God. Uh, Hebrews 1 says, Long time ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in in but in these but in these in these last days he has spoke he has spoken to us by his son who who he appointed the heir of all things through whom also he created the world he Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God mm. and the exact imprint of his nature and he upholds the universe by the word of his power and making purification for sins. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So even in this passage, we see, although Jesus comes, and as we see Jesus, he shows us a reflection of the Father. Again, in this passage, we see two distinct persons because mm. Jesus reveals to us something of the person of the Father mm. that we see in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as... Um, uh, to use Paul's phrase, you know, as our eyes are unveiled mm. to know God, even some of the things that we can't fully articulate regarding the Trinity, and reading a book years ago on uh, the deep things of God, um, uh, I forgot her name, is is Charles and, uh, and John Wesley's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but she mentioned that, you know, the that the believer knows and is able to interact with God and have certain knowledge um, in terms of relating to the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Sure. Even though we might not be able to fully articulate, right? Sure. But we, we, we come to the Father by the Spirit. Um, we trust in the Son. And we, we come to the Father uh, through the Son by the Spirit. 
And, and so we have this living relationship yeah. with the living God. Sure. Um, and and what I'm just trying to say is it's not that we, we do want to want to know God more and more, yeah. you know. Um, but uh, what I'm, I'm saying is that in a way, thankfully, God reveals himself to us through sure. his revelation in, in the scripture and we and we can pray and we can feel and experience his presence even if we are not fully able to articulate sure. exactly sure. Um, uh, that so I think for me that yeah. that's just uh, that's just encouraging because yeah. you know though the more even as, as the more we dig into the Trinity and the yeah. more we understand the 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 complexity of of uh, of God's nature and try mm. to understand it and and explore the richness uh, of that in the scriptures. Um, thankfully, God relates to us. Amen. Uh, it is because of of what God Himself did, yeah. sending His Son and and His Spirit, uh, and and so we yeah. are able to relate to this. Yeah. God sure. and and it is not like man I'm completely clueless because I don't fully understand the hypostatic union or <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Uh, wait God if you have trusted in Jesus Christ and God reveals himself to to you you are actually um, you relate sure. to this living God and I just want to encourage our people with that yeah. Yeah. so I mean as the subject of the Trinity is deeper than the deepest ocean, higher than the highest mountain, mm. higher than the heavens mm. uh, from the earth. Um, they are hard to fully grasp, but praise God that through his word has given us mm. enough Amen. in revealing himself to us. Mm. God has, through the scriptures, revealed God to man. Um, and May we never confuse contradiction and mystery because mm. we don't fully understand one um, in essence, three in persons. It is no contradiction. Mm. But 100%, there's still a lot of mystery in, in how does it really look? How does it fully work itself out? Mm. A, a, a lot of which we, we may not have full answers to that. Mm. I just when talking about mystery again, William uh, Shedd he mentions this: uh, the immensity of the doctrine makes it of necessity a mystery, but a mystery which, like night, enfolds in its unfathomed depths the bright stars, points of light, compared to which there is no light so keen and so glittering. Sure. No, um, you know, even in that mystery, there's no greater uh, light. There's no greater, um, yeah. This, it's the Trinity. The doctrine of the Trinity is is amazing. It's something that uh, for us to to treasure. Sure. You know. So yes, we believe in a monotheistic God, Amen. but we are not like Islam. We are not like Judaism today. Uh, we are not like any of these 
other monotheistic religions because we believe that our one God has revealed himself in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three distinct persons mm. uh, within the one God. I did say, before we close, and we're closing now, mm. um, that I'll, I'll, I'll um, quickly explain subsistence. Yes. So, so God is one in essence, but three in subsistence. What do I mean? The word subsistence, the word sub, is the prefix, um, which means under. And the word uh, the subsistence comes from the root word to stand, or um, uh, the word existence. So, which literally means that God is one in being, but we have under this being, sub, under uh, this this standing being, we have three distinct persons. Uh, R.C. Sproul said it, it's almost as if we have this one point and these three sub points, mm. uh, all from the main point, not different from the essence of God, and yet there are three distinct mm. um, persons so we hope that this was helpful mm. um, maybe just to uh, we didn't talk a lot about scripture so I'll wrap it up with mm. like a round of fire um, <laughs> for, for those who are thinking we are coming up with these things <laughs> just from the top of, top of our heads so we're sucking it from the tip of our thumbs um, here's some scripture alright First uh, Peter 1 verse 2 who uh, who have been called according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkling with His blood. Second Corinthians one twenty one twenty two. Now it is God who makes us, who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set His seal of ownership on us, and put His Spirit in our hearts as a deposit and guarantee what is to come. Um, Ephesians four four and six. There is one body one spirit just as you were called in the hope when you were called one lord one baptism uh, one faith one god one father of all whoops my laptop died <laughs> <laughs> but i have it here um one father of all who is all in all uh, matthew one twenty three: the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they shall call his name emmanuel which means god with us um, last one uh, it needs to be a good one uh, <laughs> Romans 14 for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking but of righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval mm, mm. there's lots more absolutely absolutely and so um, I think this the doctrine of the, the trinity should be precious in our eyes we shouldn't be scared of it yep. <laughs> uh, we should treasure it we should um you know try to learn more and more mm. about uh god and um he's our savior he's our redeemer and yeah. and so i hope this was helpful and we will carry on with the rest of the statement in our next episode Thanks for joining us. God bless. We live in a day where we think that in order to be relevant to our culture, we must be like our culture. We live in a day where we think in order for the gospel to be relevant, we must somehow adapt it to the culture, and nothing on the face of the earth or in the bowels of hell could be further from the truth. 
We are relevant not because we are like our culture. We are relevant because we are absolutely different. And our gospel has power not because it is acceptable to carnal men. Our gospel has power because it is a scandal to men. Thank you for joining the Theology Alive podcast. Please subscribe and share. Later. Yo, 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 yo,